Hello and welcome back to History from the Big Chair. You get two intros today because this is disclaimer from the Big Chair. Um, so throughout the episode, you'll notice that I'm kind of not breathing directly into the mic, but it's there. Um, I don't think it's unlistenable. And we also didn't want to re-record because, you know, with these things we like to be as authentic as possible. And if we re-record, then it's not as authentic. We're just repeating ourselves. So, we we both agreed to just keep it as is. Like I said, it's not too unlistenable. It's also, it's not throughout the whole episode. Um, it's about from seven minutes into... 30 minutes in so while that is a big chunk like i said i'm not breathing directly into mike and i do apologize by the way i don't know what happened and i'm guessing that brendan couldn't hear it because he didn't say a word about it until i did start breathing directly into the mic which was about 50 minutes in but you know then he said something um, but, so, yeah, I just, I wanted to, <laughs> wanted to give a bit of a heads up. Uh, power through it, it's not too bad. It stops, like I said, it stops about 30 minutes in, and then it's pretty much good from there. So, what I'm also learning is that I just got a stick to my Apple earbuds, because the last time I went out and invested in a headset, it was a disaster. Um... And I so I bought a new headset um, after Christmas, and it's okay, it's not bad, but these earbuds, they're working just fine, so I don't know, I'll have to see, maybe I should, maybe I'll have to revert back to Apple earbuds. <laughs> Take it away, you Brendan! Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of History from the Big Chair. I didn't have any funny quips to throw in before it, so we're just History from the Big Chair today. No, your favorite podcast, no, the only Tears Your Fears podcast. favorite Tears Your Fears podcast. The only Tears Your Fears podcast. Hopefully that stays that way, you never know. I'm Brendan. I'm Chloe. Yes. So, before we talk about today's topic, I'm not going to say what it is because you can read, hopefully. Uh, See what it is. Be nice. <laughs> Today, we are going to be talking about the second half of Raul and the Kings of Spain. You just said before we start talking about that. I know. I'm tired. All right. Before we talk about that, um, Paul Sinclair at Super Deluxe Edition put out his reissue preview for 2024. He said that it's very quiet over at Tears for Fears right now. There's not a lot to talk about, which, I mean, I get it, because, like, the live album isn't really a reissue. It's a it's a new release. You mm-hmm. know, if, if we see this thing in 2024, I don't know. I don't bank on this band putting stuff out on time. I mean, the Seeds of Love box that came out about five to six years late, so... Mm. I'm not counting on it, but maybe 
maybe we'll get lucky. Who knows? So that could come out. He did mention that uh, the Seeds of Love has been mixed by Stephen Wilson and Dolby Atmos. How cool is that? And that album does turn 35 this year. And he said, watch this space, which means that it's going to be a release for the Super Deluxe Edition on Blu-ray. Now, is that something you would buy? No. I don't have... Does it depend on the system? Not the system, but depend on what the bonus material is? Or not even that? Wait, bonus material as in stuff that wasn't even on the 2020 box set? Well, depends on if they offer any bonus material on this Blu-ray. Because the hurting, they got lucky. He, Stephen Wilson found those tapes on accident when he was looking for the actual masters for the, the uh, album. For the two uh, demo recordings that they included. So there's a good chance we don't get anything. I am really hoping. And I don't think this will be the case. Because he has done four Tears of Fears albums. He did Big Chair. Seeds of Love, Tipping Point, The Hurting. And now he went back into the Seeds of Love and Atmos. I really am curious. If there will be an instrumental mix of the album thrown in. Because that would be worth the price of admission. But that probably won't happen. That would be so cool. That's an album that would benefit from it because there's so much that you can't hear because the vocals are so loud on that album and there's so much reverb. I would love Mm -hmm. to hear that album instrumental, but it probably won't happen because for the hurting, he had to do a new stereo remix in order to do the Atmos. So maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe we'll get something. I was really hoping that we were going to get Elemental this year. It was was rumored, but yeah. But I really do think there has been a marketing shift, and I think there, the focus is on Tears of Fears' 2 and not Tears of Fears' 1. So, yeah. if we'll ever see Elemental, I don't know. I sure hope. You know, we almost did in 2015. You know, it's it's funny. Um, the interviews for Elemental have been done for years. When Paul Sinclair interviewed yeah, you Roland for The Seeds of Love, Roland's like, yeah, just interview me for Elemental while you're at it. You're going to put that one out someday, right? And he did. And I think he might have been interviewed for uh, Raul as well, but I don't know if that's actually true. I've seen people say he was, I've seen people say he wasn't. So I do think Elemental will come out at some point, but I just don't think it's going to be this year. No. Especially if there's going to be a Tipping Point live album and a Seeds of Love Blu-ray. Usually Tears of Fears just do one thing a year and that's it. Look at last year. Mm-hmm. We got a tour, we got the Hurting Half Speed, and we got the Blu-ray. That's it. 22, we had the tipping point, and that's it. Oh, we had Saturday night last year at Circuit Store. That doesn't count. No, that's not a new release, but well, neither was the hurting. I also am curious if we'll get anything for Record Store Day this year. I mean, I hope. I just, I'm, I'm not sure, like, what, what we could What's get. left? Well, Massey Hall came out of nowhere. Let's get the hurting picture disc. Well, I would, I, that'd be so underwhelming if that's what they reissued for Record Store Day. I'd be so stoked about that. Are you kidding me? I'd be, I'd be in my, very in my, in my mind's eye vinyl. Oh, that, that'd be interesting. I would like to see Going um California vinyl. Yeah, there's no there's no live representation on vinyl or CD for many of those things. Only Big Cherry and Happy Ending. So should be interesting. Yeah. I don't think they'll put anything out for Record Store Day, but that's just me. But another thing I would like to point out, and this was. I noticed it this morning on Facebook and then Twitter. Um, a performance of Graduate doing Ambition on TV just popped up. 
out of nowhere. And Charlotte's the one who found it, right? No, I don't think so. Oh, she found so, the other one. Someone on Facebook posted it. It's, it's what I found and sent you. And then I sent it to her, not realizing she posted it on Twitter five minutes before. So, oh. <laughs> so there's that. Um, no, she is doing a fantastic job archiving all these performances and interviews from like all over these different shows and programs. She uploaded the performance of Mother's Talk that I sent her um, from ITV in the summer of 84. So I'm really glad she was able to put that on YouTube for me. Thanks again, Charlotte. Um, she put a segment from Entertainment Tonight on where there's a lot of behind-the-scenes footage from the Head of the Heels video, which was very cool. I posted the Mother's Talk performance for Throwback Thursday, you know, because, because I could, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm the one that found it. Um, another, another account posted it today, so it kind of looked like I was, like, ripping it off, but I wasn't, you know, because... Charlotte uploaded it. I sent it to her, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, um, Charlotte did post a few things. Um, there was that interview that Roland and Alita did on a, uh, a TV show, and I think I was on the BBC called Behind the Beat. That was really interesting. Um, that interview with Roland with the uh, alien robot she posted. Like the full interview? Yeah, she posted it. With, oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There's three songs tacked onto it, too. Um, Raul Los Reyes Catalicos and Raul and the Kings of Spain all live. Props to her for finding that. Yeah. And I think that ambition performance was just so strange that it just popped up because apparently it was just on the um, RVTE uh, website for um, RTVE, my bad, website for ages. And it just slipped by me because I've looked on there before to see if I could find Tears for Fear stuff. Well, never thought to sh- search graduate, you know? Hmm. I mean, look at that. Of course, the quality's crystal clear. And they're doing Ambition, and it's a different mix of the song. Because I don't know if it was out yet, but the crazy thing about this is that... Well, the song never even came out. Ambition came out. Well, it came out as a single, but that's it. That's the extent. The funny thing about this is that this Tears for Fears would be formed later that year. This is 81. So, you see how they Mm -hmm. look here, you know, and then... You've seen the picture on the back of the stuff of the children's single. They're wearing these sweaters. Their hair is down. They're wearing eye makeup. Yeah. The pressure must have hit them fast if that was the case. You know? Mm-hmm. But Roland's got eye makeup on during that performance. He's got the, the guy liner going. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just an interesting thing that I thought was very cool. Because yeah. I love pre Tears history. It's like prehistoric stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. That's something I'm really into. I don't yeah. know about you. I don't know about no, I feel you. it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's cool stuff. Yeah, there there is some stuff I I want to find though, but I don't know if I ever will. It was, I think, on ITV or something like that. Performances of them doing um shut up on TV, watching your world happen so fast. Don't know if they're ever gonna pop up. Maybe someone has them. I don't know. Mm. And then there's obviously rumors that, uh, Neon performed on TV and Roland Kerr were backing band. With Manny mm-hmm. and Neil Taylor. I don't know if that's true. It's just speculation. Yeah. So yeah, that's... um. If you know what to search on YouTube, go find them, go watch them, whatever. Charlotte's got a great channel. Thanks again for uploading all that. Like I said, I haven't seen about 80% of the stuff on there. The only thing I think I've actually seen is the one I sent her. So, <laughs> for finding stuff. 
Yeah. So yeah, um, today we're going to be talking about the second half of Raul and the Kings of Spain. Maybe the worst half of a Tirshafir's Alm ever, personal opinion. Not much really to so? um not much to smile about here or praise. I think uh, the album's very front loaded. It's got the five great songs right in a row, and then maybe two songs in the back half two great songs in the back half and everything else is just meh. Yeah. For me, I that's can what see it where is. you're coming from. Yeah. And at the end of um, uh this episode, we've got our revised track listings. How I was just we... about to ask you. Yeah. yeah, at the end, we'll do that. Sounds good. All right. All right so, part we'll two of Rowl and the Kings of off. Spain starts with Sorry, which is, I guess, linked this indirectly. Is, this is a terrible way to start off the episode. Let me just let me just say that. I I I do not like that song. I do not. I don't enjoy the song at all. And it's funny. I actually owned this song in my iTunes library when I was a little chap, like a young guy. Yeah, yeah. I own this. Is one of the two songs from this album I owned, and I could not tell you why. This is just one of the worst Tears of Your songs ever. I just humble. I just don't like it. I never did, and the lyrics in it. I just they're so stupid. Mm-hmm. Well, some of them are. I let me let me rephrase that. I find some of the lyrics in this song. To be somewhat laughable. Yep. Not For instance. Yep. Life is not a cake to separate. Yep. What the hell? Cut off my nose to spite my face. Well, that's an old saying. It's, it's like an old saying, you know, it goes back to the Middle Ages, you know, but like to use in a Tears of Fear song about probably what is what is sorry. I mean, we can interpret it however you want. Like I said, you can interpret this whole album however you want, but we don't do that. We don't speculate here. It's no. just not something we're gonna do. Figure no, it we're out. not speculation from the picture. Yeah, you guys can figure it out. Um, but yeah, this song just doesn't give me anything to be like, wow, Tears Fears are a great band. And I can see, I can, I think where people like go wrong with this album or don't like it, me included, is a song like this. It's just like a bunch of nothingness, basically. Yeah, I especially dislike when it's like at the end when he's just screaming it, cut, spite face like oh my god that's terrible it's lazy it's so lazy i feel like half the songs on the song he just didn't know how to end that makes sense honestly i think i agree with you um yeah i never liked this song really like i never was a big fan of it if i were to choose favorite lyrics it wasn't really easy but i if i had to choose i guess i chose Set aside these vacant rules, break them now, and don't get fooled again. How about you? I'm going to go with what's the matter with your life. Does someone come and shoot your wife just as you planned? Interesting. It's not a good lyric, but I think it's just striking as the first it's line a, for a song. Yeah, it is a very striking But I, lyric. I, I'm going to just offer some criticism for the whole album right now, even though we're only on the first song of the second half. I think this album, because I did listen to it again today, start to finish, even though we only had to listen to the second half. I think it's a very boring album, and I think it's a chore to get through. Yeah. And this, this is an album you put on. You know, this isn't Big Chair. This isn't Seeds of Love. This isn't the yeah. tipping point. I'm not into it. Like I, I don't know, like I don't know how I could have put it at 
five. Like, I think it's really, I think it's six for me. Like, I put it back down. And I don't think they have a record that's more dated than this one. Yeah. Because the hurting, right? The hurting is an album that's very of its time, but the lyrics can still be written by a band today and sound super relevant. Um, yeah. I think the sparse instrumentation and synth sounds actually do still hold up. Songs in the Picture does not sound like an album from the 80s at all. I don't know when it sounds like it's from. Like, yeah. that, that album could have come out in the 2000s and still sounded fresh and new. It still sounds new to my ears, no matter how many times I hear it. But an album like this, it's so unnecessarily overproduced. Like, there's these blaring guitars and organs on yes, almost every song. And it's just, true. it's a very, like, unappealing record to me overall. Yeah, it's, yeah, like, like there's definitely some really, really solid parts, but there's other parts that are just not solid at all. Dare I say a little generic in some spots, like simple rock song, simple love song, simple power ballad rock song, some stuff like that, you know? Yeah. I get I get that feeling in some spots of the sound, which maybe you guys look at those songs that I just call generic and simple and think, wow, this is the most complex music of his entire career. Good for you. I'm not telling you what to think. You know, if, if yeah. this album is your favorite True Shafir's album, Good for you. There's I wish I could. Feel, I wish I could feel the same way, you know. But I'm just not into this song. Sorry at all. I'm gonna give this one a three out of five. I give it. Yeah, same. Yep. And then next is um, humdrum and humble. What does that mean? I couldn't tell you. I this meant song... to Google it prior to starting recording, but I forgot. Yeah, this song um, was initially left off when they issued promotional copies. I'm pretty sure it was. Pretty sure the story goes that I Choose You and Humdrum and Humble weren't on the album and Queen of Compromise was. And then there was a swap. Right. But you want to take one off. This song is what I just said. This song is just like an empty void of music. It's just like noise for like four minutes. I don't get anything out of it. The only thing I really like, I think the chorus is fun with the horns. And uh, one lost the battle, yeah. lost or won the battle. All for love. The core, it's got a great chorus, but dun, I don't dun. like the verses. It's not my least favorite song on the album. I definitely like it more than other songs. Um, I honestly like it. Doesn't like strike me as anything special, but I also don't really have anything negative to say about it. It's just there, yeah. and it's. It's not bad. Like, I'll listen to it if it comes on. Like, it's not a skip. You know yeah, what I mean? But, but it's yeah. not a song I seek out. It's a song I forget about. I, like, really, it's just smack, like, towards the back half of the middle of their weakest record. So it's very easy to forget about it, you know? Yeah. Um, I do associate Rowling and Spain with the lowest point of Tears of career, this album as, as a whole. Because, you know, it didn't sell. The tour didn't go that well. And there's the live concert video from 96, you know, the pair, uh, show in Brazil. Um, was it a concert video? It was just a concert. It was taped and posted somewhere. I don't know. But um, I associate that tour with this oh, song. Oh, humdrum means lacking excitement. 
Smacking. Boring or ordinary. So, so just... the album. <laughs> <laughs> so just, it's basically just, but like, I don't know, whatever. Yep, that's, so that's the, that's that. Interestingly, I, I learned something new every day, I guess. I now know what humdrum means. It's a word I've never heard, like in any other context. The first time I ever heard it was when I heard this song, so. You told me what humdrum, like, what do you interpret the, the title to mean or the song? No idea. I'm really bad at interpreting things. No, but I feel like, don't, don't remember what Roland said in the Elemental documentary, he wanted to write nothing songs. Songs that you can't pinpoint the meaning of. Well, let me take a quick look at the lyrics. Go So go ahead and give me your favorite lyrics from this song. Um, what do you think? Um, I'm going to just go with... Um, Gonna go with the chorus. <laughs> won the war, lost the war, lost the battle, won the battle. You know, whatever the heck he's saying. I think that's won it. the war, lost the battle, lost the war, won the battle. Yeah, whatever the heck it is. All for the love of the humdrum and all color for the colorblind. Come on, man. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I do like that chorus. My favorite lyrics. Let's see. Let me. What this get is them out. Through the human, through the <laughs> human eye, nature is soul extreme. Nothing seems to die. Pictures in a magazine. That's what I chose. It's a cool lyric. Probably the best in here. Yep. Yeah, I I do associate this song here with the Raoul Torn Roland just hopping around stage in his leather pants and doing his flailing arm movements and dancing about and whatever you know. Not not the highest point of their career, <laughs> but, you know, it happens. You can't write on top all the time, but at least Duran Duran were also at the lowest point in their career, too, in 95. It must have so, been a 90s thing. Yep, all those 80s bands didn't know how to react to Oasis and Blur and Radio <laughs> and stuff like that. That's what it was, 100%. Yeah, so I didn't really just, I just really didn't have a whole lot to say about this song, you know. Uh, it's a um, nothing song, but it's not bad. Yeah, I would rate it probably 3.5. Also a 3.5, definitely. That brings us to I Choose You. This so while, is... while this song isn't like, it's not a spectacular song. And again, it's like, it's not very striking. It's not very catchy. It's not, you know, it's, 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 it's a slower song. Very simple, um, but the lyrics on it are actually pretty dang good, and mm-hmm. I I think at least. Yeah, I could definitely agree with you on there, but however, for me, this is another nothing song. I understand that. Uh, I just I'm not into this one either. Uh, lyrics are the strong point. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he does put in a nice vocal performance on the song, and it's kind of crazy how he still sounds like this. Yeah, I think he sounds, well, not the exact same, because, you know, I mean, it's been a good... 20, 25? No. Close. Almost 30. Almost, oh, more than 25, my goodness. Um, <laughs> yeah. He um does put in a nice vocal on this song. I think he puts in a really nice vocal. But um, it's got, it's got some certain quality that I don't want to say 
bores me because it mm-hmm. is a very nice song regardless you know but i don't know what i don't like about it but there's something yeah um you get what i mean like there's yeah. just some certain quality to it it's not like because he's got some good like acoustic songs like i consider no small thing an acoustic song you know yeah but this is really like the only other one of that mold you know i agree like you don't get roland with just a guitar i guess there's drums and piano or something yeah. else on this song you don't get that very often so it's it's pretty sparse production for, especially for this album i think it's a good break because yeah er, everything else is just so striking much, yeah much. Like, mm-hmm. but i i do find this song nice i think it's pretty good yeah but my favorite my favorite lyric is i've been down to the kitchen played my part mapped out all contradictions of the heart that's also my favorite from the first time i heard this i immediately interpreted that as neptune's kitchen yep and sing like played his part mapped out all contradictions for me i'm like i think that's him talking about his songwriting yep absolutely so i really like i really like that Mm -hmm. i really like that self-referential you know, it's always yeah. cool in songwriting. Yeah. Um. My other favorite thing about this song is um that one lyric at the core towards the end. It's I wish someone would change its hue, paint it blue. It's a cool lyric. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite lyric. I'll I'll change it up from you. Okay. So you, so you have your own. I would give this song. I'd give it a three point five. I can also give it a three point five. It's 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 pretty, but like I don't go back to it, you know. Yeah. So that brings us on to our next song, our second to last song of the album. Third this to is... last. Oh, I didn't. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can. I just won't have a favorite lyric for that one, but we'll get there. there. Okay. Yeah, me so... either. We'll get there. We'll get there. Third to last. My bad. Um. Don't drink the water. Now, I'm going to hop right in and say this is my <laughs> third favorite song on the album. I like this more than the title track. I heavily dig this song. I F with the song heavy, you know? That was um, so cringe of you to say. Yeah, I'm hope, I hope you keep that in. I will, just to embarrass you. <laughs> um, this song is often considered one of their worst by so many people. You know, I didn't like it at first, but it really grew on me over time. Yeah, I I was always a fan of it because I thought it was just so strange. But my mom always skipped this song when it would come on the CD back in the day. So I never really was familiar with it until recently. I really, really like it. And um, I think it's a, it's, prob- it's really high energy. It's a good rocking tune, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I like this one. Now, there is... There is something I would like to very briefly, like, discuss, and I know you know what it is. I do know what it is, yeah. (laughs) So, one of the very first lyrics of the song. I'm not going to say the whole thing. Because I don't feel comfortable. I don't. Well, it's not that we can't. Because I just. I'll I'll explain it. So, the, the. It's it's confusing because it could go either way. 
mm-hmm. if you really think about it. Um, <laughs> I I think it's quite funny actually because it's kind of like I wonder if he worded it on purpose yeah. to make it go either way. He wanted this conversation to happen on a podcast almost thirty years from now. So the lyric is that man over there is smoking sweet cigarettes. Hey, look at that blank. Now I don't feel comfortable saying it because we're American. I know we have some British listeners, but in America that's yeah, it's, a it's very what not you guys, nice word. And it's what you guys call the ciggies, you know? It's what you call cigarettes, so there you go. Um now the thing is, he said the two things are that man over there is smoking cigarettes. So mm-hmm. is he is he calling that to the man? The, or is, he is he saying that to about the man or the cigarette? Like, it can seriously It can't be about the cigarette. That's too direct. Yeah. Well, because who would be like, look at that cigarette? But I'm also like, why would you just throw a lyric like that in? That's why it seems so To be fair, to me. I'm not excusing, but this was a different time. No, I'm aware. I'm aware. But I'm just, it's it's so out of character for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the first time he ever threw in a word like that and the last i'm pretty sure yeah but i, I don't know i'm just like <laughs> yeah i, I want to i, I want to believe it's about the cigarette not that he just... meant, not that he meant anything like negative if he was talking about the man not yeah. i'm not saying that because you know it was a different time but i'm just saying i i would think i think it's funny if i just assume he's talking about the cigarette <laughs> yeah yes <laughs> They're like what a random thing to like just point out about a cigarette you know it's like what like <laughs> i like if i if i ever could ask him a question i'd ask him about that one line. one question one question for you roly when you said that word was it about the man or the cigarette <laughs> I, honestly it very much could have been the man it, it really pro- could have been. And it, it probably, probably was. But is. like I said, it's funny to believe that it's the cigarette. Yeah. I'll just leave it at that. But this, this song's great. It's got a cool piano riff. It's got car crash sound effects. Which is really random. I love... In the first verse, um, the after Luke, I had a dream. There's the car horns honking on the left channel. I don't know if you ever picked up on that. Yes, I did. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get that actually in the I think in the second verse, but it's like really quiet in the right channel, and it's got a really good guitar solo, and that there's a lot of shredding going on towards the end on the instrumental break. Like you don't really get a lot of shredding on a song of theirs, but this one you do. It's kind of cool. It's kind of odd, yeah, but I, I I'm into it. You know. Mhm. Um, my favorite lyric from this song is it the one we just talked about? No, that's not actually. <laughs> I actually didn't come prepared for this song. So I'm going to look this one up on Google. Oh, okay. Well, while you're looking it up, I'll fill the air and say mine. So much emotion. These eyes, a strange kind of blue. Deep as the ocean. They named a sea after you. I'm going to go with... That's actually really good. I'm going to go with all the things I never know I should have said when you looked at Frida Kahlo curled up in bed. Yeah, that's a good one. Yep. Now... It's a good lyric. This is one of the songs that I never really paid attention to the lyrics. So, like, when I heard, or when I read that, when I was looking through the lyrics to choose one, I was kind of like, oh, dang. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really good song, in my opinion. I think this is top Absolutely. ten. Underrated all time. 
I hope this song has its fans. If you're a fan of the song, smash that like button. Even if you're listening on Spotify, go over to YouTube and smash it anyway. There you anyway. go. So if um, you were to rate this song. I'd give it a 4.5 out of 5. I'd give it a 4. It's a fair Which rating. Fair rating. our second to last song this time. For real. Me and my big ideas. Now this this is very is I mean Jesus. This is one of the best songs on the album. It's one of my top three favorites one, on the album. It's one of the best songs they ever did. Full stop. I can't. It's because of Alita. Yep. One hundred percent because of Alita. Alita has she sings this song. It's a duet with Roland, and I I genuinely wonder what it must have been like for fans at the time who had to wait six years for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But it's such um, a beautiful song. Such mm-hmm. a beautiful song. Uh, my favorite thing about it is I've recently seen the song as a continuation of Woman, uh, not Woman Chains, Head Over Heels, lyrically. Because my yes. opinion, they only have, at this point in their career, two love songs. And it's Head Over Heels and this one. You think this is a love song? I mean, I'm pretty sure it is. Pretty sure. I guess it very well could be. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And it's funny you say continuation of Head Over Heels. That actually brings me to my favorite lyric of the song. In a way, this dream is over. Blown away, a four-leaf clover. That is one hundred percent a callback to Head Over Heels. I don't see what else it could be. One hundred percent. And to me, that that line like represents like his career. Yeah. But also maybe perhaps not to speculate, but I mean we all know what this album's about. I mean, here's what here's a quote from Lona here. Me and my big ideas is about the kind of madness that you experience when you're separated or going through a divorce. You say things in those situations that you never say under normal circumstances. That pretty much confirms it. So I guess if, <laughs> if you're not aware, this album has been pretty much like it would be the word be like no thought of thought, thought of, of being to about be about his marriage with Caroline and how at the time it seemed to be starting to fall through a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, now we don't yeah, we don't know the whole story, thank yeah. God. Yeah. Um but that seems to be what it's about lyrically um and everything like that. I think it's I think it's very audi- auditorially strike. I just made up a new word. It's a very striking song to listen to. Um, I remember hearing a song a lot growing up, like a lot, a lot. Um, well, what's your favorite lyric? I think it's almost like not the anti head over heels, but I think it's like just the depressing version of it. It's like you know that song's yeah, all I mean, happy go lucky, yeah, and then. And then this is like the end of the relationship. Everything's gone to shit. Even though Please they, come back. it didn't end up turning that way. No, it's kind of no. what this. Yeah. It's like a, a my this lyric here. It's a southern kind of heat. The shadows crack and start to creep. Conversation drag its feet. I wish we'd both been more discreet, like a light that comes between night and day. You're stuck between me and my big ideas. Pretty good. That's phenomenal. Yeah. 
I'm just looking through these whole lyrics. I mean, there's not a single bad lyric in this song. Do you want to highlight some of your other favorite ones? Um, in a way, the stream is over. Blow away R four leaf clover. That because realistically, Roland probably that's wrote, the one I said. Yeah, Roland probably wrote Head Over Heels for Caroline. Realistically, blow away R four leaf clover. Maybe that's like symbolism about luck and relationship or something like that. Blow away R four leaf clover. That's heartbreaking. If you really put it in context of head over heels and you make that connection, if that's the actual case, that's an insane lyric, really. You yeah, know? really. And something I like about this band is that they call back to earlier times in their career. Or on a certain album, they call back to the song prior with lyrics about the suns, moons, winds, and rain. <laughs> you know? How many songs since he loved had that lyric in it? It's like four. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, call back to the previous side of the album, Ching, you know. <laughs> but, but you said this is like one of your favorite songs. I think it's one of the best songs of their entire career. You know, I th- I would put it top 25 to 30. I yeah, that's, that's a fair place to put it. Wouldn't break into my top 10 like God's Mistake does. This is realistically my fourth or fifth favorite song on the album. But like when this album, yeah. when the songs on this album hit, they really, really dig in at you. But when yeah. they don't hit, it's just really bad, and it's like no, unfortunate. It's, 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 unfor- it's unfortunately a, like a hit or miss album. But, but like I said, when it hits, it does really hit. And this is probably this is this one tugs at the heart strings a little bit. You know, you don't really get that with their songs that much. Like they don't really write mm. songs that are like. At that type of level, I mean, there's a few that I that come to mind. Lady Bird, Please Be Happy, stuff like that. And then there's songs in their catalog that try, but in my opinion, don't for me. But I'm not going to be negative here. Um, I think this is a very thrilling song, and it's probably the best in the second half. Yeah. Um. I think I know what you're going to give it. I think I know what I'm going to give it. I'd give it a 5 out of 5. Same here. Yeah, absolutely. I really wish it had featuring Alita Adams in the title, though. I mean, I know. The woman to change in some with places. Alita in it is not blow a 5 out of 5. No. Realistically. Absolutely. I mean, we get how many songs on, on Circle of One do we give a 5 out of 5? Oh my gosh, I can look. I have my notebook right here. Let me. I just want to. I mean, she deserves all the love. I don't, don't, don't kid yourself. Yeah. Oh, I don't have the. I didn't write the ratings down. That sucks. Um, yeah, we, we probably we praised. The... We probably went lowest of four. Like. Yeah. No, no, that album's that album is gorgeous, and I think this song could have fit on there if the production was different. Maybe. Yeah, a little bit. Which brings us to. Our, the, the closing song, which there's not a whole lot to say because it's Los Reyes Catolicos reprise. I've heard it both ways. What a dud of a closer. That's a psych reference. I've heard it both ways. Okay. I, if yeah. I watch the show, I know that. You would have laughed. <laughs> um, it, I, this is, a, I no offense to anyone who may believe. Otherwise, of course, you know, we just, I just have an opinion. I think this is such a really 
bad way to close off an album. Yep, and when we get to my reconstructed version, that'll change. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I feel like we have the same idea in mind. We but I might. I mean, you might be shocked. Probably not. I'm not sure, but we'll see. What I do now, between Los Reyes Catalicos and Los Reyes Catalicos reprise, reprise, whatever. I've heard it both ways. Um, I like the re- reprise. I don't even know which one to say. Like, I feel like I say reprise. Here's the thing. I used to say reprise, and then one time my dad was like, "It's reprise." And so now I feel stupid whenever I see say reprise because it's it's technically it is reprise because it's yeah. French, I think. But like Americans have their own way of saying things, right? Yeah. So like, like the freaking Duran Duran album, dance dance. It should be like dance macabre or something like that. But they say macabre or something. Macabre, weird, but... yeah. But uh, but yeah. Uh, anyway. I'll just say reprise to sound fancy. <laughs> I'll um, say reprise. What I like about it is that it has more to offer. It's longer, slightly, and it it has a, a couple elements from other songs in the album. I don't know if you ever caught that. It has like that little sound effect from God's Mistake. I did catch that. And then, if I'm not mistaken, there's that car sound in there too, like the starting yep. up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think those might be the only two. Maybe there's more. I don't know. But I I only noticed the one. I never noticed the car. So good on you. I'm pretty sure it's I mean, unless I'm just like hallucinating that. <laughs> I could be. But yeah, this, I don't this... know if the, I mean I could rate this one. What did I give Los Reyes Catalicos? Three? What is it? Uh I probably gave it like a three. I'd give this a three point five. I do like it more than the other one. Um, you see, but it does make me wonder why have a reprise of the same song. Yeah, if you're not gonna do anything with it besides make it longer, aren't you? Aren't reprise usually shorter too? Usually, like yeah, every, every yes. one I know, Sergeant Pepper, that reprise like a minute and a half. Ram on from Ram McCartney, that's like fifty seconds. This one's it's like it's not the it? worst way to end off an album, but like they could have ended it better than they did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Though this is their worst album closer, full stop, 100%. Don't care. Without that, Oh, let me think. Start the breakdown. Listen. Famous Last Words. Goodnight Song. Listeners got to Lico's. Oh, Last Days on Earth might be. You like that hey, song? Hey, you have an opinion? You have an opinion? I'm not going to. You but okay, last I heard, and we'll get there in a few weeks, but you told me you did not like that song. Last I heard. So you must have changed. I like every song on that album, and I would probably rate every single song on that album a 5 out of 5, but we'll get well, there. Well, Strange Castle repeat, Last Day on Earth, and then stay. what's the other one? Stay? Mm, so, I mean, Stay is a better closer. I, uh, let me think. About Stay's that. one hell of a concert intro, though. That's that's dope. Yeah. Let me think. Hang on. Stay's think. hype music for me. What do I think is the worst album closer? <laughs> for me, it's this, and I don't... It's not even close. Uh, <laughs> uh, I might say last days on Earth, but we will get there, I guess. I'm so sorry. Ew, I won't rain on your parade. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. All right, revised tracklist. I think this song isn't good. Um, I mean, it's just it, there's not much to it. Isn't you know? it like five minutes or close to five minutes or something like that? Oh, Scott Salico's reprieve? Yeah, it feels like. No, 
It feels it so freaking long. It is 100% not five minutes long. It feels so freaking it long. It is. You have no idea. My God. It is three minutes and 43 seconds. It feels so much longer than that. You have no idea. It's like a mental workout listening to that song. Um, I'd rather listen to the last train and Ulrich long, intro. It's twice from... as long as the... Bro, that's, that's kind of ridiculous. It's twice as long as the regular version. That's not that's... a reprieve. They're no, supposed is, to be shorter. That, yeah, if I you think. want, honestly, at that point, just swap them out and put the reprieve at the end of the album. <laughs> and put the regular one at the end of the album, put the reprieve halfway through, and just swap the titles, you know? Uh, all right, anyway, I give this song a three out of five. I don't have a favorite lyric. End of story. Me neither, because there's only like one different lyric from the not reprieve one. Yeah. What is it? A home. It's like, like a, a castle. Oh, is like home is a cathedral. One's cathedral, one's castle. Yeah, that's I, all I know. <laughs> place where a king can play. Oh no, it's when time is like a needle. I I don't have the lyric. I don't care. I don't like the song. There's just there's slightly different lyrics, and that's it. Um, so this is my favorite part of the episode where we do a revised track list. Yay. <laughs> So, who wants to go first? I kind of want to go first. You so. can go first because... You didn't write it out, did you? No, I did. It's on my oh. notes app. Well, you should get old-fashioned like me and have a whole notebook dedicated to this podcast. I did. I I stopped after the hurting. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, all right. So, it's not very different in terms of... You'll see, you'll see. So, track one. Raul and the Kings of Spain. Track two. As much as I don't enjoy the song, it's still there, falling down. Yeah. Three. Secrets. Non-negotiable. Four. God's mistake. Five. I took that sucker out and replaced ah. it with Until I Drown. I okay. actually do like that song. Um, six. I put... Yeah, this. You might be like, what the hell? Los Reyes Catholicos reprieve. But if now let's say hypothetically for the sake of debate, I'm just kidding. Now let's say that I'm not Ben Shapiro. I don't like Ben Shapiro. Let's say let's, hypothetically for the sake of argument. <laughs> um that this what with the track list I'm saying, let's say that it was the track list. I wouldn't have reprieve at the end of it, but the song would still be the reprieve version. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so Jack Six would be the Los Reyes Catholicos reprieve, but it wouldn't be called a reprieve. Yep. Number seven, Madness of Roland. Nice. While it is a somewhat quirky song, I still think it it's just too good. Like, it makes sense as a B-side, but I like it too much to have it only as a B-side. It's yeah. not, I don't think it's 100% album material, but I prefer it way more than Sorry. So I replaced sorry with that's that that's song. good logic with that right there. <laughs> then we have humdrum and humble. Much yeah. as I don't super like that song, I don't hate it. You know, it's just there for me. Can't like them all. Into I choose you. Into don't drink the water. Track eleven would be all of the angels. And track twelve, which should have been the way to close off the album. Me and my big ideas. So we did have the same idea. Oh, me and we had the same big idea. 
We and our big ideas. Yeah, we and our big ideas. There I go. <laughs> All right. I'm funny. Notes app. Alrighty. All right. So the first five I didn't touch. Raul falling down. Secrets. Scott's mistake. Sketches of pain. It didn't move anything. Now after sketches of pain. I got rid of that whole Los Reyes Catalicos thing. The whole thing. All of them are gone. Crap them. Um, I put all the angels after sketches of pain. And then until I drown. Okay. And then humdrum and humble. Then I choose you. Then don't drink the water. Then the madness of Roland. Then me and my big ideas. And then, but I did something here. I think I actually like what you did putting madness of ruin before me and my big ideas so yeah. i'm going to swap it really fast before you continue okay. the track list will be Raul and the kings of spain falling down secrets god's mistake until i drown los reyes cotsleek goes reprieve all of the angels i'm drumming humble i choose you don't drink the water the madness of roland or just madness of roland not the, and me and my big ideas so I yep. swapped Madness of Roland and all of the angels. So what I did, this, <laughs> this was the era for, this is the mid-90s CDs are people are using for full advantage. At the very end of Me and My Big Ideas, either as a song that's not listed on the CD case or in the booklet or on the disc, I added War of Attrition as a hidden track <laughs> at the end of the album. Okay. Ugh. Why that because song? Because here's the thing. I don't like it. Me neither. But it was either I'm going to add War of Attrition or Los Reyes Catalicos as like a like the 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 short minute fifty two minute version as a hidden track at the very end. And I'll do that instead. Crap, War of Attrition. Save that for the B sides that no one bought because this album was a flop. Um, I mean, realistically, it doesn't matter our track listing. This album's still not going to sell regardless of what we do to it. You know, this is this is a two shooters album in 1995. No one's buying this regardless of how good it is. Um, yeah. Look at Happy Ending. That album's the best thing they ever did. And that album did probably even worse than this one or close to it. Um, but yeah, at the very end being my big ideas, I'm throwing on Los Reyes Catalicos as a hidden track. Because that was the thing in the, at the time. People, A lot of people did that. So... Hop in, why not? I see, I see. And then throw on the reprieve as a B side. Mm-hmm. One of the singles. You know what I would do? I would put Creep Live as the Creep Live's track. Creep Live is the hidden track. Yeah. That's person that's what I would do. Because usually hidden tracks aren't counted as being songs on the album. You know, once the album ends, it ends, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. McCartney McCartney's done several hidden tracks, like um at the end of Chaos and Creation in the backyard, there's a song called I've Only Got Two Hands. And it's just a five minute instrumental jam. I don't rank it as part of the album. Then there's on You're Breathing So Loud into the Mic. <laughs> Am I? Oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> at the uh end of Can you hear it still? No. At the end of the Fireman album Electric Arguments, there is a song called Road Trip, which isn't on the actual album. It's like a short little two-minute coda at the end of another song. So that's what I want to do with this album here. It's just throwing like a little Easter egg at the end. Mm. And that's it. And the weirdest one that ever happened was Fall Out Boy. In 2008, on their album Folia Do, on CD only, you had to um, seek through all of the tracks on the CD 
press stop, press play, let the first song start, and then skip back a song, and then a hidden track would play. What or something like that. Something like that. There's a song called, called Lullaby, which is a really good follow-up boy song. And um, it's just, yeah, it's a really weird operation to get it to play. That I don't have that album on CD, but I know how it's supposed to be done, and I know it's really weird. You're supposed to, like, press stop on the CD, and, like, once you play it, stop it, and then, like, seek all the way back, and the song should play, or something like that. It's really weird. I see. No, honestly, here's the thing. I know you're a big CD guy, but to me... They just, you're breathing into the mic. <laughs> um, to me, Am I? <laughs> you were, yeah, you like exhaled. Um, they're just, like, I grew up, I grew up listening to CDs all the time. I'd listen to CDs to fall asleep as like a little three-year-old, you know what I mean? Like, I'm 19, okay, I was born in 2004. I know what a VHS tape is, guys. I grew up watching them. So did I. I uh, we, switched to D- yeah. we switched to DVD around 2005, 2006, so we had both. Um, but, yeah, so I, I used to listen to CDs, like, all the time. So, like, I don't know. I just don't find them overly fascinating because I was just so used to them, I guess. But also because, like, it's it's digital, and, like, while that in itself is impressive, I just find something even more fascinating about the physical, like it's 100, 100% physical aside from the record player being digital. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like the music is there in the grooves. Like it's yeah, it's crazy. etched onto a piece of plastic. Yeah. Meanwhile, a CD, it's... I ain't gonna lie, this probably makes me sound really stupid. I don't fully know how CDs work. Is it scanned or something? Is it scanned by the CD player? Is yeah. that what it is? Because yeah. I rip them and burn them, you know, it takes the file encoding and it just places it on. But um, I guess for me, at this point, it doesn't matter what I buy. I buy both, you know me. I buy both yeah. vinyl and CD, though. You know, I have more CDs. I do buy more vinyl anymore. But here's but, the thing for me. For my question for you is, like, why get a CD when you could just stream it? You know what I mean? If that because, makes sense. Like... Because I have a really good system for my CDs. I have four speakers with a really good system. Um, I Once you buy it, you can also, I can also rip it into my iTunes library, which means I have it that's readily okay, that's available. Valid. Yeah, that's valid. And in addition to that, um, I have a CD player in my car. Most people don't anymore. I just pop it in there. I don't really do the options. Wait, they're making cars distract. without CD players now? Yeah. My brother what doesn't the have hell? my mom yeah, my mom's doesn't have a CD player. My brother's doesn't have a CD player. What kind of day and age do we live in? Get <sighs> out of here. <laughs> yeah. So many screenagers driving their uh Screenagers? Screenagers driving That's their hilarious. Their digital There's no way you came up with that on your own. I didn't. Okay. Not to yeah, call you but, um, original, but... Yeah, no, I, that's, I've heard that one recently. I thought it was fantastic. Wow. So I'm just going But my I'm issue... I'm not like the other Gen Z people. <laughs> not all Gen Z. <laughs> yeah, my issue with vinyl and CD, like why I just buy both without a camera, is because vinyl used to be a delicacy because it was cut from analog. Yes, and It exactly. was the best sounding product. It was high quality, but now everything's cut from digital. And yeah. there's like no point. There's no point in like well, buying vinyl depends. for buying vinyl for the best sound quality if 98 percent of it's digital. You know, you and then if you want to buy an analog cut, it's a lot more money. 
Like, for example, the Beach Boys analog reissues are like 50 bucks. If I want to spend 50 bucks on like an analog release, I'll Unless just buy just like buy an original pressing. I'm a fan of vintage press- vinyl. I know you're not because you're germaphobe. No, it's, it's germaphobe plus. I, I want that's to... a little silly to me. No offense. <laughs> no, here's here's the issue with me and used vinyl. And you're going to be like, you're going to think, oh, that's cute. Or that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You know, you see all these albums at like secondhand stores and you see them all used and whatnot. And I want to be the first person to own it because I want my records to tell a story when it's passed down. You know, unfortunately, when all said and done and you know, Brennan's in the nursing home. I realistically won't have my 2014 songs in the big chair with me. You know, right. my my grandkids will probably sell it off. <laughs> you just need to indoctrinate your kids and your grandkids into liking the same exact music as you. <laughs> like what happened to me? <laughs> I spent $300 on this year of the knife Canadian single at 45. You better yeah. not sell it. Listen here, son, this... This album called Songs from the, um, I don't remember what it's called. We're not making fun of a, a certain age demographic, I swear. We're not making fun We're not making fun of certain anyone. people just, in political offices either. <laughs> but, we're, just, we're just trying to, uh, what's the, what would you call it? We're trying to demonstrate what mm-hmm. we are saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Spongebob, you know? The spine. In the wheelchair. Chocolate. Chocolate. Yeah, like yeah. He's selling chocolate. We're not ageist here. We listen. Everyone we listen to is above six. six, I listen to younger people than you do, but we're not No, no, I don't listen to anyone younger than thirty. God, what year is it? It's twenty twenty four now. Thirty-five. Anyone younger than thirty-five? I'm pretty sure I don't listen to anyone younger than thirty-five, unless I'm like forgetting someone. I think Holly Humberstone's like twenty-two, twenty-three, which is depressing because her music's great and she's only a couple years older than me, and I'm never gonna be able to listen to anything music. Okay, you're doing a Tears for Fears podcast. But yeah, the everyone also I listen to is mid to late thirties, and those people are young to me. Third, uh, late thirties is still very young. But R- like, like Rivers Cuomo. Is, is, in his fifties apparently. To me, he's like thirty, bro. He's yeah. He's still crazy. the guy in the blue album. He's still yeah, to uh-huh. me. Rivers is still that nerd with the spiky hair that wrote Beverly Hills and Hashpipe. Beverly Hills, rolling like so a celebrity. Yeah, let's not talk gimme, about gimme. Weezer concerning recent events. <laughs> um, uh, more might come out when this podcast is out, but I'm not taking it well. Actually, is I'm it like taking huge, it well. Is it like huge news? It's not, no, it's not being covered anywhere. Cause it's, I guess there's not, there's, it's just allegations. Who cares about Weezer? Yeah. All right. Anyway. I think that's all we have for today. Because, yeah, I've had this conversation with you recently, and it's regarding like, cause I call, I call bands like churches in the 1975 new. I know. Yeah, they've been around for, they've been around for ten years. Where Tearshiver is a new band when they released Elemental, where Duran Duran a new band when they released a wedding album. Absolutely no. not. They were no. seen as legacy acts even then you know yeah but. it's just because the 80s was so iconic that you can you can never live up to that so anything after that of course you're just if you're still making music um, you're going to be seen as a legacy tears has got the seeds of love out in enough time if the album came out in 1990 be like who do these 80s pop guys think they are releasing an album like this in the 90s you know the 90s are all about whatever 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 you know mm-hmm 
Well, I hate them. I hate the '90s, by the way. I love the music, but I just hate how aggressive the culture was, and everything was just so hateful and negative. I'm not very well versed on it, so I couldn't yeah. tell you. Yeah, like a lot of '90s humor and satire is just like based around like being drawing the line between being an ass or like being sarcastic slash funny, and I don't like that. I don't think being anger. I don't think anger is the best form of humor. I think it seems a bit dickish. I have a question for you. What? Now that we're done talking about the album, what's your overall thoughts? I know what they are, but for the sake of discussion, um, this album slash era slash everything was a bit of a flop. No, it wasn't a bit of a flop. It was a major flop. Two years yeah. fell flat on their face and didn't release an album for nine years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, It, realistically, if you know Roland Kurt never got back together, this was a career killer. You know, yeah. this would have been it. Yeah. Because we know we know how good Tom Katz is. Tom Katz is better than the Seeds of Love, in my opinion. The songs. Are what? Okay, that's really weird. No, Tom Katz is one of my all-time favorite records by anyone ever. So. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think I, Tom, yeah, it's like top six all time for me by any artist. I rank it above like Pet Sounds. So. I this is this is I said this earlier in the episode, but I would I would put this as my second to least favorite Tears Fears album. You got the it, two now, Roland albums at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, as great as Roland is, you know, kind of makes you wonder. Yeah. Maybe he really did need Kurt. Yep. You know, but then, not that that's a bad thing. And I will say one thing: um, we will be talking about Mayfield soon, which is gonna be very interesting. Um, you yes. have to listen to that album finally. I love it. I like it more than this album by a pretty decent margin. Yes. While I don't think the songs individually on there are better than the ones on here, there are some absolute gems on that album, and I think it's a better cohesive record start to finish. One hundred percent. Well, I've never heard it. I've only heard yeah. one song from it. You can guess which one. The and... one that was on Secret World. Right? Mm, funny. I didn't even listen to that one. Um, I've not heard What Are We Fighting For? Sun King. It's Sun, Sun King. King. Yes. What Are We Fighting For is my favorite Kurt Smith composition ever. I ranked that over Break the Man. Um, I'll have to see how I like we it. Were. Oh, it's, it's you, a I mean, fantastic So song. you know that I liked Soul on Board a decent amount. Do you think that I'll like this based on that? Do you think you'd be interested in like an American sounding pop rock kind of like a little I'll just have to see grunge, not grungy but there's this out that album has a lot more dare I say I don't want to use like a term that comes off sexist but Mayfield's got balls you know <laughs> if that makes sense it's not Mayf- sexist it's a metaphor May- May- Mayfield's a it's a tough album like it's got some not like some edge to it but like it's like Soul on Board was a laughing stock Okay. This album, Mayfield, it's just so damn good. Oh, guess I'll see. What if what if this is still on board part two? What if there's it, just an I love it and you, I love yeah. it and you hate and you just can't stand that. Well that would be insane. Uh, I guess I'll have to see. I'm actually a little intrigued now. I'm not breathing into the mic again, am I? No. But I will say I'm very glad we are giving Kurt's albums their due. You had a lot of nice things to say about still on board. I'm going to have so many nice things to say about Mayfield. I mean you know, I've got yeah. the signed Skittles to prove it. <laughs> I want Kurt Smith signed Skittles. 
All right. Is that all you have for yeah. today? Yeah, Raul, just a bit disappointing, and it's going to be very interesting to see in podcast terms what his old pal Kurt was up to. So tune in in about a couple episodes when we talk about Anfield. Up next is going to be our review of the Raul tour, the live yes. shows. Lots to dig in and talk about. He used to do a lot of different covers, a lot of set list changes, lots of variety that goes into that album and everything like that. Yeah. With that tour. So that'll be an interesting thing. There's a really good live show we'll talk about. There's some sp- extra, you know, recordings that I'll send you t- to review. Yeah. Talk about. So yeah, there's there's that. Um, I'll start plugging. All right. Thank you for listening to another episode of History from the Picture. It's greatly appreciated. Um, support's been great. We're inching up on one year. For the podcast, uh, yeah. Um, we should do a celebration YouTube live stream. Yeah. Or, or Instagram or one of those. One of those Instagram, YouTube, whatever. Don't know. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at History mm-hmm. from the Big Chair. It's where all the fun stuff happens. The merch slash music slash memorabilia on Mondays, which I haven't had in so long. But stuff happens. <laughs> There's the Throwback Thursdays, the Fun Fact Fridays, and the the occasional Song Fact Saturday slash Sunday. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at hftbc underscore pod. You can follow us on Facebook at History from the Big Chair. Yep. Um, we keep your eye out by the way because we will be doing another Q and A soon. In a couple weeks. In a couple weeks. About a month or so. Yeah, but this episode's coming out before we're going to like put the, the polls and questions out, right? This is true. So, I mean, so, by the time this comes out... No, it'll still be about a month from when this episode comes out. Well, I'm looking put at your the... notifications on anyway. Guys, yeah. So you don't miss anything. So there's that. If you have Facebook, Twitter, it's going to be hit the three. You could follow my partner in crime, my co-host here. On Instagram at cherry cola underscore art underscore because cherry cola underscore art was <laughs> taken. You know, yep. Great. Tears for Fears art. Some Five Nights at Frederico's art. Not Frederico's. It's Freddy's. <laughs> some great psych art. And of course, Tears for Fears. Then you can also follow at cherry cola underscore vinyl. Yep. Um, for some fantastic music, great variety, great pictures, great dedication, you know, cares about her craft. Indeed I do. All right, now I guess to plug you in. Yeah, you don't have to. I'm going to. <laughs> Go ahead and follow at cheersforfears.swag to That's reminisce me. on what once was. I'm way below 1,000 at 992. That's not way below. I gotta for get back up. For some reason, I gained. For some reason, I gained. Like, for, I hit seven hundred, then I went down to six ninety. Now I'm up at seven hundred five. What? What? I, it's because Matthew Lillard. It's because that Matthew Lillard drawing. It has yeah. to be. It has to be. Can't wait. People love their Matthew Lillard, you. man. Join the animatronic family. They joined the animatronic family. Really? Yeah, they they right. did. I <laughs> uh, go ahead and follow at Brendan's underscore music underscore vault. I forgot for the to post coolest, it. I- 
Oh, you're fine. Oh my god, I had a post that I was supposed to do today, but now I can't because it's too late. Oh well. I've been slacking on that. You probably know. Life's just so busy. I've at least. Did you know what I do? <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you about my craft real quick. I take, I take pictures in bulk. I take about five albums at a time. And I yeah. And I write up my paragraphs, do my reviews. You're breathing into the mic. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I, I don't know why write, that's happening. I write up my paragraphs and I do my reviews all at once, and I just keep in my draft so I don't. I so I just do stuff in bulk. However, I forgot that I have a lot of DVDs and CDs, so I'm gonna have to like pivot a little bit. And I'm when I'm posting albums that I have on CD too, so now my collection just feels like a little lopsided and weird. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna have to figure that out. I think You're now I'm fine. just gonna I'm gonna start taking pictures. In my room, with my CDs, because so you know CD me. was not a short episode. No. Yeah, you know I mean, me. We're at 50 minutes of this recording. And, you're like, That's... and we had technical difficulties. Twice. Twice. <laughs> so that doesn't matter. All right. Anything else you have to say? No, I'm done running my mouth. The yapping session is over. So long. Take care. Take care. And always, always remember. remember. Continue. <laughs> to sow the seeds of love.